Kimberly C. Paul. As I travel throughout each state, I realize that death is just a moment. It is how we live until that moment that matters. Finding connection with friends, family, and complete strangers. Journey with me. This is the Live Well, Die Well Tour. So first of all, Paul, thank you for joining me on my podcast today. I love that uh, we are in this sort of arena together. Um, I guess it was a month ago when I was in Washington, D.C., you interviewed me on your podcast, the Death Diaries podcast. Everyone needs to check it out. Um, and plus, he's Paul's a really cool guy. And I'm just happy that you're joining me on my podcast. So welcome. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me on the show to share my story. So let's talk about why someone like yourself has started a podcast about one of the most taboo subjects around death and dying. So talk to me a little bit about how this podcast evolved. The podcast evolved uh, a few years ago. It was kind of in the making. Uh, my dad passed away from glioblastoma brain cancer. And that really spawned the inspiration for me to want to share my story with other people. And when my dad died, it was this big elephant in the room. I was constantly tiptoeing around the topic. And I learned that the more I shared my story, the more that it was helping me grieve personally. And it also opened this door for others to share their story. And everyone has a story. And in my in my experience of sharing those stories, it has made death a little less scary. And at the core, to put it simply, my dad was my hero. Mm. And sharing my family's story allows him to live on through me and those I connect with through the podcast. Mm. So tell me your dad's name. Dad's name was Wade. Oh, what a great name. Yeah, kind of old school, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about him. Wow. My dad was probably the biggest lover of life that I ever met in my life. Super generous. Uh, he was a loving husband, retired teacher. He loved to golf. He was an avid pool shark. And overall, just one hell of a father. He was a diehard Ohio State fan, a Browns fan, a Cavs fan, an Indians fan. And I think the main theme in my dad's life was to have fun. And he certainly had a lot of fun. <laughs> I bet. You know, uh, those Ohioan boys, uh, they, I have a couple of them in my life as well. And, and they are really uh, about their sports teams for sure. Especially the Browns, which, you know, it's like the Redskins, my team. It, it's like when they have a winning season, something's not right with the world, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but tell me, so, you know, not to get totally off subject, but... When did you find out that your dad was facing a serious illness? So we were actually in the process of putting together a surprise 59th birthday party for him. And as I mentioned, he liked to have fun. And one of those things that he liked to do was go to the casino, have some libations and gamble. So our family was coordinating a family surprise trip to Vegas. And we were going to hit the strip and go to casinos in celebration of his birthday. 
called my mom during the planning process. And the moment she picked up, I knew something was wrong. I was like, this feels weird. And it was just a quiet pause on the other end of the phone. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, your father had a stroke last night. And this was in October of 2015. Now at the time, I had no idea what the hell a stroke was. And that's when I learned, that's when I learned that he had suffered a stroke was that night. And did you, at that point, did you know that you were facing a life-limited illness such as a, a brain tumor? No clue. Uh, the stroke landed him in the ICU for three weeks. And there was a period between the stroke and when he went back to the hospital five months later. And during that entire five-month period, we had no clue what caused the stroke. It was so weird because the, the day he had the stroke, he golfed nine holes of golf, walked all nine holes, and he was splitting wood. So the stroke kind of came out of left field for us. And for the five months, it was just this random mystery that we had no clue what it was. And then he suffered a, a mini seizure. And my mom thankfully took him to the hospital and he ultimately never ended up leaving the hospital. We finally got a diagnosis that it was stage four glioblastoma. And the doctors were very honest and open with us. And they said, hey, you might want to start getting your dad's affairs in order. If there's anyone that should come see him, they should come see him. So we called my sister who was living in California at the time. She hopped on the first plane she could. And she was in the air flying to Cleveland, Ohio, where my dad was. And less than an hour later, he was dead. Oh, my God. So it's like, even though he had this serious illness, no one really knew about it. And it was a shock. Absolutely. And within moments, uh, your father was gone. And everyone's sort of still in shock. Wow. Uh, how how does a family get through that? That... <laughs> Um, or maybe you're still trying to get through that. Yeah, I would say our family is definitely still working through that. And planning the, planning the birthday, we were one happy family and his death, I think kind of ripped apart the happy family that we had because we all grieve differently and we grieve in different ways. And that has certainly taken a lot of time for the rest of us to, deal with his death. What was it like for your family when you said, well, I think I'm going to do a podcast about death, really honoring and connecting me with other strangers dealing with, with death. And it all started with your father, Wade. What did they say? I think there was some uncertainty there. They weren't really sure where I was headed with the podcast. But I think they understood how important he was to all of us and that by sharing his story, he was living on through all of us. And I feel they, they were able to get behind that and they've since have been really avid fans of the podcast. Oh, wow. So it's sort of bridging your family um, and kind of even rebirthing your family of who you guys are without the physicalness of your father. But, you know, you brought up a really good point and I'm finding that here on the road with the live well, die well tour going state to state is, is that, you know, I think people are only gone dead when we stop talking about them. Mm. And it just, it's really comforting. You know, Rob, we just had the 19th anniversary of his passing, uh, my boyfriend who passed away and, and, you know, it, he still feels 
alive because everyone's talking about him. And I, I think you've hit something um, very key in, in how people can bridge uh, connection um, through loss. Um, that's how you and I met in D.C. Um, and, and started a friendship. And, you know, I feel like somewhat I, I do know your dad um, through you and, and he is living on. But what are your hopes for this podcast? What do you hope happens with your interviews with other people? Um, what do you hope comes out of all of this? I do want to piggyback on what you just mentioned. I, I am so glad that our paths crossed and that we have similar stories and that Rob still lives on and that we were able to share our conversation just a couple of months ago on the death diaries about Rob. So thanks for sharing your story as well, Kimberly. Oh, thank you. That, that was an awesome experience for me. As far as the death diaries go, I hope that by sharing real stories with real people that listeners get a better understanding of death. And I hope as a whole and as a community that we learn to let those stories empower us to talk about death and to allow the names and experiences of the loved ones that we have lost to live on with us. And I, I strongly feel that the Death Diaries podcast is a place for learning through others' experiences. It's a place for our heartfelt connections. And it's an opportunity to ask the hard questions, the tough questions, and address the elephant in the room. Well, do you find that the more you talk about death, the more you're aware of the present moment? 100%. And it's so fragile. And I mean, so talk to me a little bit about how talking about death and continuing your, your father's memory, how has that changed how you live? I think because I know what it's like to want to live so passionately in honor of my dad and that he would be so proud of who I am. I, I think that is an awesome way to empower other people, especially people like yourself that are doing the same thing with the live well, die well tour. Now, are you finding, or what are you finding in common with all of your guests so far? And, and, and to piggyback on that is, is how are you finding these guests? There are some common themes, ironically. We've, we've done eight episodes. I've recorded 10, many more to come. And everyone knows that they will die. 100% of us right. is going to die. But the common theme is everyone is handling it differently. And in doing so, they find that preparing for death is very critical. So it's either eye-opening or they know that preparing for death is really key. And the last commonality that I've seen with all the guests is that it feels really good to talk about it and to relive the memories of whoever we're talking about that has died. It feels good to talk about it. Hmm. And you know, so many people feel like, well, I'm not going to ask about so-and-so be, or I'm not going to ask Paul about Wade, his father, or Kimberly about Rob. But I'm finding when people do ask, it, it does feel good. Um, it's like we're not pushing something that's hard and difficult away. What do you, what, how do you feel when someone asks about your father? At this point in time, I feel really good about it. But if someone were to ask three and a half years ago when he died, I would have clammed up. I felt a lot of shame. I felt weak that my dad died and almost embarrassed. And I didn't really know how to talk about it. So early on, I would have been nervous and scared to talk about it. But now that time has passed and I've gotten more comfortable with the topic of death, I love talking about my dad. Mm. So because of your experience, did you feel like this podcast was a way for you to deal with some of your own grief 
with you around your father's death? Absolutely. I think the more I talk about it, the more I share my story, it helps me down that long road of the grieving process that I don't know will ever end. But the more I share his story, the more it opens up those doors for other people to share their stories. So I feel like we're a big family right. that, in essence, we're grieving together by sharing our stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me, how do you find these guests of yours on this podcast? And and how do you how do you connect with people who want to share their story? The core first few episodes were just brainstormed from personal connections that I either personally knew or had a network of people that were able to introduce me to them. Now I'm finding them through word of mouth and people as they listen to the episodes are submitting their own stories, which has been really, really fun to read some of those personal stories and uh, find other people that want to talk about death. And do you find yourself as a student in some of these stories? Um, what, what, are you, what are you learning by opening this door to, to people and, and their individual and unique stories? Just a couple of days ago, Kimberly, I was at a conference, a video influencers conference in Denver, not related to death at all. And this woman came up to me. We just started talking and I mentioned the podcast and she asked why I started the podcast. And I told her the story about my dad and she looked at me. It was like she saw a ghost and she told me a story about her younger brother dying 10 years ago in a sudden accident. And the fact that she was able to sit there, complete stranger, and tell her story in a genuine and authentic way was really eye-opening for me. And we we just sat there and we cried together. Oh. And it was this very powerful moment of a way to reconnect as humans and just those strong connections that will always be ever-present because, unfortunately, someone has died. Yeah. and And, you know... It's it's really interesting uh, when you are brave enough to put your story out there. It almost you see it giving other people permission to share their story too. I don't know if you have the same uh, experiences, but you know these book signings and being on this tour and and some of the stories I'm telling, they're not easy to tell. Um, they're they're hard for me um, because I I don't have them in my life anymore except by memory and and by talking about them but yeah it's it's a connection that i can't explain but once you share that story it gives someone else permission to be like let me tell you a story are you finding that as well oh yeah i think the more we talk about it the more people feel comfortable about it and i've come across people that listen to the podcast that told me point blank from the start i will never talk to you about so and so who has died and I found that the more that they're listening to the episodes, the more vulnerable that they're becoming with me. These are people that I know in person as well that are opening up and sharing their stories. And for me, that just makes me my heart so happy. That's one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast is so that it's not as scary to talk about. Why do you think that that when we experience uh, an unexpected death or a tragic death or, you know, an impending death from a serious illness or old age, I mean, why do you think that connects us to other people? I mean, what are you finding through your guest and as you travel through this journey called life? I mean, what are you finding? Because, you know, in a world is pushing for disconnection. You know, it's there's always something in between uh, – 
us and other people when it comes to real conversations. It's like I feel something's coming back to uh, personal relationships. And and what are you finding? I'm finding something very similar, Kimberly, as far as talking to people about the tough topics. Death is inevitable, and I think it's uh, it's a fear of a lot of people. So when we talk about it, it becomes less scary. When we share a story, we're able to reconnect or connect on a deeper level with someone. And that, that I think that's the beauty of it all, is being able to connect on a deeper level with other people about something that's going to happen to all of us. Well, has this changed sort of how you want to face your own end of life? Because as you and I both know, death does not discriminate. It could come today, um, for all we know. But has doing this work of grief concerning your father, around your father, and doing this podcast, have you discovered how you want to face end of life if given that opportunity? Doing the podcast has been eye-opening for me. I've learned so much that I didn't know was even a thing. I've learned, I've learned about the, <laughs> <I love that. laughs> uh, the funeral industry, how I potentially might want to be buried or celebrated. I've learned the importance of the pre-planning and specific things that I didn't know were out there that I now know I need to have in place as soon as possible. So those are things that are now in motion that have come up during the podcast, which has been really eye-opening for me. Is that freaking your girlfriend or your wife and your family? Is that like freaking them out a little bit? No, they're in this. They're in this with me. So, ah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, this has been uh, kind of the gatekeeper to us having deeper conversations about it, as opposed prior to my dad's death or even shortly after. It was, hey, I want to talk to you about dad, and it was this negative gray cloud that was over us, and we couldn't talk about it. But now the podcast is almost an excuse. Hey, guess what I learned on the podcast? Oh wow, oh wow, and it and it's that's really that's really cool to to bring this subject into the light. Um, and I think you're right. I think the more we talk about it, I feel like I live more boldly. But I, I, it lessens my fear. But it also awakens something inside of me that this life of mine that I'm living will end. And so, what is important today for me to do? Um, because it will end one day. And so I, I, I don't take life for granted as much as I did prior to embracing my own mortality. Um, are you are you feeling the same way? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there as far as summing it up that way. Living boldly, a lot less fear, more intentionality behind my actions on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, connecting with people, having these, you know, instead of texting mom or dad, it's like, let me pick up the phone because they will be gone one day too. And I, I want to hear their voice as long as I can. Um, so talk to me, how does someone become a guest on your podcast? If you're interested in sharing your story on the Death Diaries podcast, you can simply visit thedeathdiariespodcast.com. It's all one word, thedeathdiariespodcast.com and click on the submit your, submit your story button, which is right on the homepage. And so that is very easy to do. Super easy. And I would love to have potential listeners on the show to share their story for the numerous reasons that we've talked about. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your guests that you've had on thus far. And yes, I was a guest on your podcast that aired today, but other than me. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about your other guests and, and, and why them and why their, their story 
uh, sync dump to to mean something to you. And you know, tell me a little bit about who you've had on your podcast so far. Sure, we're we're really trying to balance real people with kind of real experts in the death arena. So the one of the first guests I had was an end of life doula and a host of a death cafe. Uh, I had a couple of personal friends. I, I talked with a really good friend of mine who his grandpa died and his dad died before he turned the age of 30. And it kind of ranges. We talked to uh, another good friend of mine. She talked about sharing. Uh, she shared a story of us, of what it's like to mourn the death of someone that's still alive. Her dad has uh, severe dementia. So that was kind of a, a deep topic. Oh, wow. And the most recent episode prior to yours uh, was a gentleman who's the executive director of Congressional Cemetery, a very historic cemetery in the D.C. area. And he was struck by lightning twice. So he had a very strong personal story as well as he talked about the cemetery business, which was really interesting. Oh, cool. So again, you know, you can find your podcast. It's give me that email or that website. It's what the death diaries.com podcast.com. Yeah, you can find the podcast at the death diaries podcast.com. You can also find it at facebook.com slash the death diaries podcast, all one word. It's also on iTunes, Spotify, Titcher, Stitcher, and Google play. If you search the death diaries. Well, and another kind of aspect of our relationship is that you are a supporter of the Live Well, Die Well Tour. Your logo, um, another podcast, is on my um, RV. And I think a lot of people were, were like, when I brought you guys on, were like, you have a podcast. Why are you promoting someone else's podcast? <laughs> I, I'm like, look, there is no competition. I think the more we talk about it in similar or different venues, the better. And I think it brings us closer together than it does to separate us. And I, I feel like people have their own unique um, way of sharing their stories. And I think the way you're doing it is extraordinary. So I'm very proud to have your logo on the side of my 29-foot RV um, and taking you along on the ride. Thank you, Kimberly. That means a lot. And I couldn't think of a better way to empower someone else doing the same thing than I am as as being a sponsor for the Live Well, Die Well Tour. Well, I just appreciate your work. And, you know, talk to me a little bit. Is this your full-time gig or are you, because you do have a video kind of background as well, right? Yeah. So the Death Diaries podcast is 100% a passion project of mine because I feel so strongly about trying to destigmatize the stigma around death. Uh, so this is a, a side passion project of mine. I do own a all-in-one video marketing company in the D.C. area, and we help businesses connect with their audiences on a deeper level using video. So is this is this your business? Yep. So why don't you plug it? Because I want people in D.C. to support people like you who take those funds and create passion projects that actually are are very meaningful and help others through this whole journey of life, death, grief. So tell me a little bit about how, if someone's looking for a, for a videographer, how do they get in touch with you? The name of my business is King Productions. We are an all-in-one video marketing company in the DC area. And you can get a hold of us by going to kingedits.com. That's kingedits.com, plural. 
And you can drop us a line. We'd love to see if we are, are a good fit for your next video production, if you need content creation strategy or plan to put it all in place. Oh, cool. That's cool. Well, Paul, um, thank you for introducing me to your father, Wade. Um, he His name will go on top of my RV, and I will take him along this journey that you and I are on together. And I can't tell you how how just proud I am and grateful that you entered my life. I feel a connection with you um, very instantly, um, I guess, when you're sharing uh, stories that are intimate and, and close to your heart. There's something that connects you beyond just, I don't know, just hello and goodbye. Um, and I'm so grateful that you're on this journey with me for the next year and a half. And Paul, if there's anything that I can do, I was telling you about a friend of mine that I met on my podcast that I think would be perfect for you. Um, and I, I just am really grateful for your presence in my life. Likewise, Kimberly, thank you so much for letting me be part of the journey. This is going to be a fun ride. It is. So everyone, Paul King, the Death Diaries podcast, check it out. And if you're following my podcast, look, this is, an, this is a whole different view of what uh, Paul is doing and his production um, aspect of it. So please give it a listen. It might just expand... Uh, what you think about death, dying, and loss. And Paul, thank you for sharing your father and your family with us. And I appreciate Keep Up All the Girl Work, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer. This podcast is produced by Jason Andre with Seven Season Films. If you're interested in telling your story via podcast, look him up. You can find him at sevenseasonfilms.com.